All right. Good morning to everyone out there online. Hope you're doing well and having a good day. Hope you guys are having a good day too. All right. I'm just making sure this is on working here. All right. We got sound, so we are good to go. I want to uh, to thank you for being here. Uh, if you would like to give today, I just want to open up that opportunity before we get started. You can go to the website at uneditedlife.org, and there is a give button in the lower right-hand corner, so you could do that. And if you're listening on the podcast and you would also like to partner with us financially, uh, there's a link in the show notes that you can check out. So, all right, having said that, let's go ahead and get started. We have been in our Keyholder series, and this is the last week of that. We are getting wrapped up today talking about roles and responsibilities. Uh, With that, we have gone through uh, all all the different uh, looks at at being a Keyholder, identity, uh, calling, testimony. We even talked about the fivefold, and uh, last week was about Metron, and we kind of went a roundabout way. We didn't get online, but uh, um, you can go back and listen to some of the different broadcasts we've done on that. And, and you can, can hear all about that and you can see how everything is starting to fit and shape together uh, and, and wrapping up with, with roles and responsibilities. And, and I think it's a good topic to talk about when we're, we're thinking about what it means to be key holders and, and what that looks like in terms of, of what it means for us to have the role of a key holder and what it looks like for us to have that responsibility as well. And, it, you know, if you, if you looked at any of the social media we've had uh, leading up to this morning, it, it talks about the authority without bur- burden goes unfelt. And, and the authority that comes with being a key holder and, and that role and responsibility that you have, it's, it's a, a burden that has to be carried. You can't have this authority without actually having to exercise the burden that comes along with that. There, there is a responsibility there for you to, to do certain things, to take certain actions. And so we're going to get into some of that today. But you can't have the, the authority of being a key holder without understanding that there is a burden that comes along with that. And so uh, we're going to get into some of that today. And so what, is it, what does it mean? Uh, uh, what's meant by a role? And a role is just a, a function assumed by a person. So uh, assuming a function, that's kind of where we're, we're going with this today. And what is meant by responsibility is it's a particular burden of obligation upon one who is responsible. So you take on the role, uh, you take on a function, and then you have a burden that comes along with that when we're talking about roles and responsibilities. And so you, you can see how this is starting to tie into being a key holder. And, and what that is meant uh, uh, by that is we've talked a lot about it around here in the past. And it's been a, a theme of things that we have pushed through uh, continually is that we are gatekeepers. And so part of that, that role of a key holder is being a gatekeeper. And so we have that function to be gatekeepers. And we're going to get into a little bit more about what that looks like in, in breakdown here in a few minutes. And so uh, uh, the big question that I have is, are you going to step up and be the gatekeeper? 
And it's a question I have to ask myself over and over again. Am I going to be a gatekeeper today? Or am I going to be one who just gets trampled on? Am I going to be one that just uh, that, that isn't stepping up to uh, take my part in that role and, and uh, assume the responsibility that comes along with that as being a gateholder? And my responsibility as a key holder uh, is, you know, I, I carry authority as a son. It's like you carry authority as a son or daughter. You carry authority as a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. We all carry that burden because we are all citizens of the kingdom of heaven. I carry authority as one chosen and called by God, just like you do. You're chosen, you're called. Each of us has a calling. It's, it's a matter of saying yes and then not letting the yes be the end of it, but actually moving forward and taking action beyond that. So what authority comes with, with the burden to take action, right? That all of that talks about that authority that comes with the burden to take action. We're always talking about taking action. And like I said, that action goes beyond simply saying yes to the call. It goes beyond simply planning. It, it goes into what is that next action that you're taking beyond the yes? Because there has to be more. There has to be a, a, a deeper understanding of what it is and then some actual movement towards that, even if those are small steps. And so uh, bringing this around uh, to talk a little bit more about the role and responsibility of the key holder, I want to, I want to read to you out of Matthew 16. And I know this is familiar for a lot of us. We're going to start in verse 13. So Matthew 16, 13 is where we're starting. It says, when Jesus came to Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples this question. What are the people saying about me, the son of man? Who do they believe I am? They answered, some are convinced you are John the baptizer. Others say you are Elijah reincarnated or Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But you, who do you say that I am? Jesus asked. Simon Peter spoke up and said, You are the anointed one, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, You are favored and privileged, Simon, son of Jonah, for you didn't discover this on your own, but my Father in heaven has supernaturally revealed it to you. I give you the name Peter, a stone, and this truth of who I am will be the bedrock foundation on which I will build my church, my legislative assembly, and the power of death will not be able to overpower it. I will give you the keys of heaven's kingdom realm to forbid on earth that which is forbidden in heaven and to release on earth that which is released in heaven. He then gave his disciples strict orders not to tell anyone that he was God's anointed one. So he's giving them the keys to the kingdom of heaven to forbid on earth what is, and that will be forbidden in heaven and to release on earth and it will be released in heaven. So he's given them the keys. And, and something I want, want us to be able to start looking at is as you're getting into your Bible each and every day and you're, you're encountering Jesus through the word, take a step back and look at the big picture of what's going on. Because the very next thing it talks about is Jesus prophesying his death and resurrection. So he's starting to, to speak clearly and reveal things clearly to his disciples about what's coming. 
So there is, there is a, a responsibility to start listening there. And the next thing, it, it moves into the transfiguration where Jesus took uh, Peter, uh, Jacob, and John, or James and John, depending on your translation. And they went up on the mountain and, and they saw uh, Jesus transfigured. And it, in the middle of that, Peter blurted out, Lord, it's so wonderful that we are here together. If you want, I'll construct three shrines, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And then we know that, that right after that, the, the, it says the radiant cloud composed of light spread over them, enveloping them all. And God spoke, this is my dearly loved son, the constant focus of my delight. Listen to him. And so we know that, uh, that that ended the idea of building the three tabernacles on the hill right there. And right after that, it moves into the story about uh, the unbelief hindering healing, where uh, um, a man brings his son to Jesus who has been possessed. And, and he says, I, I took him to your disciples, but they couldn't cast out this demon. And Jesus rebukes the demon and it's gone, just like that. And he goes on to, to talk about their unbelief. And he said, it was because of your lack of faith. I promise you, if you have faith inside of you, no bigger than the size of a small mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move away from here and go over there and you will see it moved. There is nothing you couldn't do. And, and in the footnotes of, of that, where it says there is nothing you couldn't do, it says nothing will be beyond your power. The Aramaic can be translated, nothing is higher or stronger than you. So looking at roles and responsibilities of, of a key holder, when you start to read these stories, yeah, it's good to get into the details of what happened and, and pull out the lessons that you can, you can learn and, and you can take action on yourself and that you can share with other people and, and help bring them through and be delivered from things that they're struggling with. And, and if you've had deliverance with something already, then, then you have the ability to bring somebody else through it, to bring them through it faster than what you did because you have unlocked it and you get to unlock them with that. And we talked about that earlier in the week. And, and so, yes, that's good to be able to get into those details. But at the same time, we need to be able to pull back and look at the bigger picture of how are these things progressing through. And as you start to get into the Word each and every day, which you should be doing, you'll be able to start see, seeing the breakdown of, of roles and responsibilities, not just in your calling, uh, but also as citizens of the kingdom, of everyday life. So some of those roles, the role of the key holder is one that can lock and unlock, right? Release on earth that which is released in heaven and bind as well. Lock and unlock, right? The role is to pay attention to Jesus. What is he saying? What is he doing? And then we're mirroring that. The role isn't to be delighted in what we see. You know, the transfiguration, Peter was so delighted in seeing this, he wanted to build tabernacles rather than being delighted with who it is he was looking at. Rather than being delighted in seeing Jesus transfigured into full glory, he, he delighted in, in something else rather than delighting in looking at Jesus. And the role is to simply believe, right? We saw 
that the unbelief was hindering the the demon-possessed boy from being delivered. So there's some roles there. Lock and unlock. Paying attention to Jesus. Being delighted in him and simply believing. And the responsibilities with that is is the actual responsibility to lock and unlock. Yes, it's, it's knowing that, and we take on that role, we assume that role, but then you have to actually do it. You have the responsibility to actually take action and lock things up and unlock things. We have the responsibility to not allow distractions to win. Distractions are going to come in many varied forms to get your eyes off of Jesus, to get you your gaze fixed somewhere else, anywhere else. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's, it's uh, uh, good, bad, or indifferent. If your focus gets taken off of Jesus, you're allowing distractions to win. And so that's a responsibility we have, it is not getting distracted even by the glorious scene of what we're seeing, but staying focused on Jesus. We have the responsibility to, to share that delight of the one we're seeing, the one we're experiencing, the one that we're having encounter with each and every day. Like I mentioned before, you should be in your, in your Bible every single day. This is something we should be delighting in. This is a, a place where we should be able to find encounter. We should be able to connect and grow. And, and I know it's, it's difficult because we, we lead such busy lives and we have far too many distractions that want to buy for our attention, that, that want us to, to look at them, you know, scrolling on social media. We put that down for 30 minutes and picked up the Bible. It'd be interesting to see what happens. And, you know, I'm not just talking at you here. This is, this is me preaching to myself in the mirror too. You know, I, 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 have succumbed to that as well. And, and so I know though that there is experience there, that there is, is the ability to be able to delight in him through that connection and through that time. So we have a responsibility there. We have a responsibility to put action to our belief, right? To exercise that in faith, to exercise our faith. We have to ask, continually ask ourselves, are we trusting Jesus? Do we trust him to take care of and do what he says he's going to do when he tells us earlier in Matthew, uh, I believe it's in Matthew 6, where he says, don't worry. Don't worry about things. He's taking care of you. He's providing for your needs. And so do you trust him? Do you trust him enough to step out and put actions, actions to simply believing being faithful to what it is that he's calling you into and what he's saying that he's going to do for you. This is, this is something you can look back on each one of these, these uh, things we've gone through as we're, we're talking about being a key holder and see how it applies. <clears throat> Excuse me. And see how it applies. Right? Identity. You can start to see how the identity that God gives you is wrapped up in being a key holder. When he calls you son or daughter, he's giving you the keys. 
as a child, as his child, you always have keys to the house, right? To the kingdom. You have access to everything in it. He gives you a calling. There are, are, are roles inside of the assignments that you're going to have within your calling. There's responsibilities that are going to increase over time as you are faithfully stewarding what he's putting in, in front of you now, what he's calling you into right now, whatever that assignment looks like in the big picture of your calling. You have a responsibility to share, to testify about what it is that has happened in your life, what it is you've seen happen in others' lives, who it is that Jesus is, not just for you, but prophetically who you can see he's showing up as for others. Part of that unlocking others, being able to see them delivered from stuff that you have already been delivered from. You can see how it fits within your metron, right? That, that sphere of influence that you have, that we all have. We all have a sphere of influence. But as you faithfully steward that, you allow what others are bringing to shape you. And you are shaping them as well. That's going to grow and increase over time. So we've talked about the... the burden that comes with that authority and without the burden the authority will never be felt and so understanding that you have the keys to the kingdom that you are a key holder it's important to understand what that means in action what it means for you to take on the role to assume that responsibility and what the responsibility is to take action All right, let's pray. Father, I thank you for what it is you have you have uncovered and unlocked for us over the last few weeks as we've looked at what it is to be a key holder and what it means for us to be key holders. What it looks like for us to unlock one another what it looks like for us to lock up the things that are coming against us and the people within our metron. I thank you that you're continuing to call us into greater things. I thank you for the, the, the roles that you have given each of us. And I thank you for the responsibility that comes with carrying those roles. I thank you for the trust that you've placed in us. And I'm excited to see what, what everyone is going to do with that.
ask that you would continue to call all of us into deeper relationship, into a deeper connection, to enhance what it is that we are, are capable of doing here. I thank you that you can continue to call us and, and woo us into that relationship where our sole focus is on you, Father. I thank you for being our strength. I thank you for being that unwavering place where we can put trust in and know that you're always there. In Jesus' name, amen. Hope you have a great week. And yeah, love you all. Bye.